We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Light Years Podcast, Samus Fandiari here. Um, I, I got a special guest this week. I'm back! And he tells the fans, I am back! I am back! Well, he is, in a big way, too. <laughs> I'm back! Oh, I'm good! Oh, no. I was just starting to, like, it was just starting to be my podcast, my team. <laughs> I was getting, like, excited. I'm taking over again, man. I'm like I'm coming in like LeBron, Sam. Just, you gotta <laughs> I was gonna, have to I was gonna say I feel like now. I feel like KD here. You know, like it, it's like I felt like KD when Steph was hurt. You know, I had a little, I had a rocky episode or two, and then I found a rhythm. Went off against Toronto, and everyone was like, "Wow, Sam, Sam can actually podcast or something like that." And then you come back and claim your territory. Uh, it's my it's my show now. I come back. I chuck up thirty shots. I could go ten for thirty. They'll still love me. I'll tell them I'm blind, <laughs> right? They'll love me even more. Okay, you know, it's all this type of thing. <laughs> Let's start with that because um, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I Because, you know, most of the time I think people, when they listen to the podcast or whatever, they're like, you know, these guys, you know, they know their stuff. But I don't think people think of us having sources. I, I certainly don't. But you you know a lot more than I think you say. And that's a good thing because nobody ever wants to say everything that they know, right? Because then that just defeats the purpose of sources. You're also but usually you, you know, know basically as much as, every, as much as me. But yeah. <laughs> you, you know kind of usually what's going on. This was very – I saw the article uh, by the great Marcus Thompson, of course, um, <laughs> who wrote in The Athletic this morning. And I, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, what is this about? Yeah, because um, the headlines are the book of Eli. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark is the man, but I was like, this is probably not going to be a piece I'm that interested in. <laughs> and right. Went, went kind of the opposite route. <laughs> and the more I saw it, he goes with the book of the, and you've seen it, right? I, I saw it too. 
It's been um, so long since I've seen it. So, like, I, I, it was all hazy when I was saying, but anyway. He goes through it, and all of a sudden, he goes, like, well, Steph has this this eye condition where he's had it for years, and now that he put contacts in, he's able to shoot better. And I was just like, wait, 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 wait. Hold a second. This can't be real. Like, this this is ridiculous. How how can it – I don't – like, I, I – we were trying to make sense of it. I don't understand it, but the numbers add up. And the funny – the best part is it adds up perfectly to he was shooting 38% after the break. And, you know, we always talk about how he shoots way better after the break. And then all of a sudden, he's chucking it up and he's shooting 51%. Um, you know, we've seen it before, but I, what can you actually say? <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm calling BS on that from the standpoint <laughs> of, I mean, he started the season shooting like 48% for like the uh-huh. first, I don't know, 15 games until he, you know, he had a little injury. And yep. I mean, in general, he's got the most prolific shooting career of all time already. So it's not like, you know, he was like, <laughs> we're, we're not talking about like Draymond Green here, who's like a, a borderline shooter. And then all of a sudden, like, wow, now he can shoot. So, but I don't know. I mean, it, it is, it is. Um, so I have astigmatism just to be clear. Um, and like, it is a real thing where like things get blurry in a distance for you time to time. But I, I also think like something like one in four people have astigmatism. Like it's not like a rare condition. Oh, like a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, and I'm just weirded out by the fact that like, cause I wear contacts or glasses, more contacts and glasses, how he's been playing without wearing (laughs) Um, corrective lenses in some capacity because like maybe his eyes aren't that bad but like I can't see if I don't have my shit in it's like well the other part of it that's interesting is he also writes at the end we all knew this but it's like damn Steph is over 30 now and uh, you never think of it just because he doesn't look you know look like he, he yeah, looks dude, like he he's turned, 25 he turned right? 31 two weeks ago yeah he's like 31 right yeah and, and I see that and you know it like subconsciously I know it but then it's like man he's 31 and so I guess this is a type of thing that gets worse as you get older. So it kind of yeah, makes totally. sense. But, you know, the, the, I think the key thing is calling BS probably is true to defeat the fun of it. Well, that's, but, that, we're, not, we're not going with that angle. The, the truth of the matter is 2016, Steph is learning from Kobe. 2016 finals deserves an asterisk now. Not only is the knee hurt, he was blind. Didn't see anything. <laughs> LeBron calls himself the GOAT because he beat a blind man on one leg. Who's like five feet tall? Come on. So think of okay. So think about it. This <laughs> five feet tall. Um, so LeBron throws the wrist the the, the cast on last year, right yeah, but, after they lose the but series. That, but that's different because if you recall, he was doing that thing where he'd like scratch his head with the cast because no one was asking him cast <laughs> questions. Like he was doing like. Trying to get so glad you it. bring that up. I'm so like that's just the definition of an attention seeker. But Steph does it in the sophisticated way. He does it where there's like a scientific, a whole scientific like you know condition going on, and and Marcus has obviously done his research, and there's a whole article on it, right? So you can't really call BS on it because it's just it's scientifically proven. This is a real thing that Steph has. It's not like 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 a random wrap that you put around your hand, you know, like. The guy yeah, probably didn't even punch a whiteboard. He probably BS the whole thing. With Steph, at least there's truisms along with it, even if he's myth making, which is fantastic. 
Yeah, like you said, this is this is more Kobe than LeBron, and this is just another check mark in why Kobe is better than LeBron. I mean, this is this is really what it comes down to. They make he, who makes better myths here. One guy has backstory, double triple sourcing to show that their um, their myths are believable. The other guy's myths are just like, come on, I can poke holes in this. What, did Rich Paul come up with this two minutes before he went to the podium? Like, do better. Have a better story. Yeah, and you know when Rich Paul comes up with something, usually doesn't doesn't bode well for you. So you know that's you know that's just it was great. It was one of those things where it, it's what do you how do you think KD felt about it? I actually, you know, because I KD think they're all laughing really well. I think they're all laughing. Um, I I. I so Warriors Twitter was – this is where Warriors Twitter is at their best. Like when like one of these weird anecdotal stories and like, you know, shout out Sheed with Warriors World. Oh, yeah. You know, whenever something good like this comes out, I immediately have to go check his feed out because he'll make sure to retweet anyone who has something that's like funny <laughs> or worth seeing, right? All the memes come out. All the captions yeah. come out. And it's just like a good time. This is where the internet's fun. You know, this is this is why we enjoy the – internet dialogue it's not like the angriness or the other things this it's this stuff yeah i was gonna say nobody's really mad nobody does anything um stupid it's just it's just good to uh uh it's it's a good story in the middle of a season that's been kind of rocky right a weird little season um like you you said earlier like to start when steph was shooting 40 percent and people were talking about 50 50 90 um, actually, probably just us talking about it. But he was leading. No, MVP no actually, the thing is, everyone was talking about because when Steph gets on one of those roles like he is right now, it's the best. It, it feels like it's. It, it feels possible. Anything feels possible. That's like the level of uh, shooting he has. Like it's, it's like the Jordan thing, or like LeBron has it, Kobe had it, where you're like, you just you feel they can do the impossible at all times. It's such a perfect timing to bring that back to because there's what four games, five games left in the season, and if yeah. Steph is going to start playing like this going into the postseason, I mean, we talk about last night. We're recording this Wednesday night, six o'clock. Uh, they played Denver last night. Um, if Steph can start out playing like this, and we got KD playing like almost 2016, 17, but an even better version of that, right? Demarcus Cousins looks like primo Demarcus Cousins. This is a team that's. I mean, we talk about fun. We talk about joy for the first 10 games of the season. You would think this is the perfect time to talk about that and to bring it back. Yeah, so let's 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 talk a little KD here because he's had a weird yep. – um, I feel like the, the two games they played without KD um, when you were on your sabbatical, the Houston and OKC one, um, where they just like – they destroy them um, without KD – it probably made him feel some kind of way, but it that might have been what he needed. He might have needed that like little reality check. Interesting to be like, I need. He's the most talented player on the team. We both agree with that, right? In the world, yes, he's the most talented player in the world. Um, there's he obviously gets annoyed that people don't recognize it um, because of the team he's on, and it is kind of unfair. Like I get why. Um, People are angry with the Warriors, and the you know the, the timeline melts down every time they look amazing. <laughs> you but think it was good for him? You, you think to, to go back? I do back think on it, I'm I curious. do think it was good for him. I think it was a reminder that you know he's playing for something bigger in the sense of like you know this team doesn't 
you're kind of, you know, he can get in those moods and it's kind of a reminder, like, dude, you, you could be a part of something really special here. Yeah. I think, I um, just, just to be clear, I just still doesn't mean I think he's staying in the summer, <laughs> but I do think it's like, sometimes you need that little reality check to kind of like pull you back and realize like, okay, what am I doing here with all this petty stuff? Right. I would, I would have, I would have thought opposite, which is funny because you would tend to be right because he came, he came back and he's obviously pretty happy now and he's playing in the way that you want him to play. Yesterday he was the best player on the court. He was ridiculous. Um, but I, I would have assumed that it would have been a bad thing because the Warriors beat you know some of the top contenders in the West, probably the other two best teams in the West, Houston and I guess OKC. But and beat them on the beat road, them without by the way. Him. Yeah, and beat them playing you know classic Warrior style defense. Um, a lot movement. of passing, a lot yeah. of threes. Yeah, all the all the standard warrior stuff that we've seen for years, and they beat those two teams. And I, in my opinion, I, I was thinking like, man, like Katie's probably watching this and he's not happy about it. And they show clips of him and he's kind of high fiving after the game and he's happy. So, I, so, so really let me have let me no expand, idea what he's let me thinking. expand That's on my crazy. point there. I think it was maybe the challenge he needed because before he was kind of like competing with like how do I get the respect I deserve on this team and his mind's like you know I need to show out more I need to show that I can you know get a 30 point triple double whenever I want I I need to show and and like all that superficial stuff that you know Bleacher Report will retweet over and over again and you know (laughs) your feed will make you think matters but um I think you realize I, I think I think the opposite came he's like dude these guys are a a machine and like I have to raise my game to stand out in this context. That's that's how I see it cuz now I see a guy who's like trying to really fit into the system and stand out in that way which is different yeah. than which is different than before when he was like trying yep. to break the system to show what he could do. He's trying to yeah, so that's a great way to put it. So he he's fitting in but he's also showing that he can make this system greater than than anything that the Warriors could ever imagine. Which ever. is objectively true. <clears throat> uh, yes, because and he did uh, it. He, let's remember he did it in sixteen seventeen when they went when they went 16, sixteen and one. Correct. Yeah. And they were they were a machine. He's not the best passer on the team by a large margin, but you can argue that he can be the best passer on the team. Same with defense. He's probably not better than Iguodala or Draymond, but you can argue that he can be oh, he's that the most, good. He's the most complete player in the NBA. There's, right, and so he the... does that. And then he can drop 40. Yeah. So he's probably thinking, and so maybe somewhere along the line there, like you just said, um, something clicked and he said, well, I can do all of these things that they need me to do. The thing is I can just do them better than anybody in NBA history because yeah. LeBron couldn't do this. There's no way LeBron can do this. I was thinking last night, like, there's zero, no way. Like, LeBron cannot cut like this. He can't play defense like this because he wasn't seven feet tall, right? He can't move like this. He can't, yeah, I, w- I would say he peak, could probably pass like I this, would, but I would say peak heat. LeBron came could do but all he can't this sacrifice, ex- except for except for shoot like this. Like, even at the peak heat level, he was more of a like when I'm feeling it. It versus what I'm not, as opposed to like Katie, yeah. who's probably one. He of shot the 10... like forty percent. Remember? Yeah, Katie's Katie's got to be one of the ten best shooters of all time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and on on volume too, and and that fadeaway that he has. But the thing is, like LeBron couldn't sacrifice like this though. 
Like, I mean, he did for he did for a period of time, but like ultimately, it wasn't in his nature, <laughs> right? You, you get what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. he he did it, and but I mean, maybe he's right. When he stopped doing it, that's when he started getting the you know myth making praise. It's, <laughs> it's kind of messed up because my favorite LeBron will always be the 2012 13 LeBron. Post up LeBron, you like post up post. Not even like post. post not even that as much as, but like he was just. I mean, he was a better version of Draymond on defense. Blocking um, Tiago Splitter at the rim, LeBron. You yeah, like that yeah, that guy. That guy who who under, who could play within the system but understood exactly when to take over. You know what I mean? That guy, he... So he was, I also, was, he was also like 28 or 29. Like, that was his physical peak. So, like, it's expected, oh, right? <laughs> he, but then, like, that's one of those things where um, I think he figured out... Um, that playing the villain role doesn't really work, doesn't really endear yourself. I was in high school when he uh, decided to go to the Miami. I was like, everyone else. I was like, dude, why would you do that? Blah, blah. I was hating on him, right? Um, but then I watched him that season you're talking about uh, when they beat the Spurs the second year, and I was, just, I was just in awe. I was like, this guy is so good. How can I not enjoy watching him? Like, how can you not? I think that's, that's the same thing that should go to KD. That's what he yeah. should be thinking about. He's just going to be so good. He already is so great, obviously. But if he's averaging like if he's going eight for ten every game and he's averaging ten assists, well, he you know, should, three he, blocks, two. Let, let's be clear, he shouldn't only take ten shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's you know he, you know Kate, he's proven a point doing what he usually does. But yeah, I, don't, I like, like I really don't care if he takes you know eight shots against the Charlotte Hornets on a random game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, but don't worry. You know, you know, KD, he'll he'll be chucking up twenty if they're playing Houston. Um, but you know, if he's playing that great, people are gonna love him. Like, uh, you know, if he's gonna be, and the, here's the other thing, and we haven't talked about this yet because I've been gone for a while. LeBron's not in the playoffs, so if KD's gonna want to become the best player in the world, it's it's now, it's right now. There's no other time left for him to kind of make his imprint and say, well, who's the best player in the NBA? It can't be a guy that didn't make the freaking playoffs, right? I mean, he's so been the best be? player for two years, maybe three years now. Like, it's not... But in the popular conscious, in the popular view, he no, hasn't you're right. been, right? But that's what he wants. You know, so, I mean, the best time. if he does leave, people are going to say it's Andy Lou and Sam Sfandiari's fault. But, like, the reality is, the minute he goes to another team... Every person who's hating on him will do a 180, the same way they did with LeBron when he went back to Cleveland. You know? Oh, they'll love KD in New York, right? Like, yeah, they'll love it. They'll love that. They'll love KD New York, KD in OKC. I guess if he goes to like Dallas or some random city, that they'll they love him there too. Care. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just, I think he knows that. I think he knows that he is the best player. He is the most talented. He is on the best team. He if knows he plays he's well. the best player in the NBA. And if he wins finals MVP one more time, that's three titles, three finals MVP, best player in the world. Does it get any better than that? At least that's what you would think. So that's it's kind of maybe that's why he's happy. Who knows? He does seem happy though. I don't know. You know. Can yeah, you? yeah. I do oh. think. Yeah, I, I do think it's the the challenge of seeing the Warriors win without him um, motivated him. I mean, the team looks motivated in general, which is nice. I feel like the most annoying thing in the world is watching them unmotivated. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Andrew Sharp tweeted something yesterday because um, this parlays right into it. And he, I'm not going to read the whole tweet, but he essentially said that Sharp, the Warriors – By the way, Sharp wins Twitter meltdown of the day. <laughs> uh, but our favorite game uh, in, the, in the group chat is when the Warriors are feeling it and, oh, and, and the timeline goes to shambles. 
because like warrior fans start getting really cocky and then all the people who are just annoyed with the inevitability of the warriors start like Matt getting Moore in their feelings. Is the king. Yeah, Matt, friend of the show Matt Moore, um has a special way of like just <laughs> annoying every fan base with this. But yeah, he'll he'll do it anytime the warriors get in this inevitable mode. Didn't see it coming from Sharp. Did not see it coming. But um, it, he did. He tweeted something along the lines of like the Warriors are are very annoying to watch. They have so much talent. They talk so much trash. They barely try. Okay, I got, I got the I got the tweet for you. Okay. Oh, you want to read this thing? You go. So first one is it won't happen, but the Warriors losing this spring would be amazingly satisfying. All this team does is talk trash with ten <laughs> times the talent, not try in half their games, make up fake enemies, and anchor. The least interesting era in the last in fifteen years. I'm here to say, absolutely, and we love it. Um, I I love when the Warriors make up fake enemies because no one can compete with them, so they need someone to be in a fight with. Um, and I love it like three times as much because it it really it just frustrates people and it brings like that extra level of animus to it like you can't stop it you can't do anything that's, about it that's the best part that's the part about being the villains that's fun right whether you're in the team or the fan is that people hate you you know what's not fun is what you just said is when they don't care is when they don't care and they're sleepwalking through a 10 point win against the Dallas Mavericks nobody gives a shit about that right we love when Kevin Durant is calling someone a bitch ass motherfucker and then gets ejected, right? <laughs> like, and then everybody's up in arms. They win the game by 30. You know, everybody's pissed off on the timeline. Remember, like, 2016 17 when they were winning 73 games and everybody was all mad all the time and we were pissing everyone off every single day? Like, that's what that's the fun part. Like, this is the fun part for the Warriors. And I think they kind of feel that, right? So that I think that they're kind of kind of switching the lights on a little bit and, and they kind of feel that and they kind of love that hate. At least you can see that Cousins and KD and Draymond do. Like those guys love this stuff. By the way, Warriors fans, you can you can have fun with, with Sharp, Matt Moore, and whoever else, but but don't cross the line. Don't get mean with it. No one <laughs> no one likes the guy who's like whining in the mentions. Don't be that guy. <laughs> you just gotta stay off online if you're doing that. Like no no more than one or two replies, man. Nobody needs a whole conversation in their mentions. Um no, but it's uh, it's uh, it's it's good to see. Um, it like it makes it fun again. The playoffs are starting in the what, like a two weeks or something. I don't even know. Um, but they they're starting in ten days. Ten days. We'll find and out. The, we'll find out in probably a week. But it's a fairly safe bet the Warriors will open Saturday or Sunday at noon. They always do. Yeah. Who are they going to play? It's either Spurs or OKC, right? Um. I it looked at the standings the, the other the, day. Yeah, I guess the Clippers have kind of um, two games up. I think. Yeah, it's they've kind of played themselves above it, right? Um, well, let's oh, God. let's it go. Would have been nice for the Warriors to play the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, we know how they love their LA trips. <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, it's the Thunder, but the Thunder and the Spurs are tied, and the Spurs just own the tiebreaker. Um, I kind of think. They're going to end up playing the Spurs, though. I think yeah. the Thunder are going to do everything they can to. Well, both teams. Everyone wants to play the Nuggets. Yeah, if the um, Nuggets don't score around and get the three seed, and the Rockets get the two seed. Oh, that's true. That's a possibility too. Actually, well, get- honestly, the Nuggets might want to tank for the three seed because they can beat the Clippers. Yeah, they don't want. That's- they don't want. Um, 
we'll just let's put it this way: Clippers are the best matchup with regards to Clippers, Spurs, or Thunder. Uh, yes, yes, it's Clippers best matchup, Spurs second best, and then third, uh, OKC. Now the irony of that is they own OKC. Like, it's a known thing that that's a bad matchup for OKC. Like, OKC, for whatever reason, uniquely struggles with Jokic. Uh, But end of the day, I still wouldn't want to play, like, a very playoff-tested. Like, just all those OKC players have... Oh, I thought you meant for the Warriors. Sorry, you're talking about for the Nuggets. Yeah, I don't know why this turned into a Nuggets pod, but... (laughs) (laughs) We should get Adam Mares on. All right, guys. We've got an announcement to make. Blue Wire is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire and save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. You get all this just for $3 shipped right to your door. Enough with the cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry's. Harry's is fix shaving by combining a simple clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany. Wow, I didn't know that. That's been making quality blades for over 95 years. Join the 10 million who've tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash blue wire. All Harry's blades come with 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll get you, they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to Harry's dot com slash blue wire to redeem your razor for $3. So let's see, should we talk about, should we talk about the playoffs a little bit or should we talk about the refs? Because I feel like that's kind of a big thing. You know, I, I just yeah. Let's about... let's let's go with the refs first. Um, Are you worried about the refs? Are you worried about the, the whole Timberwolves? Uh, should we should we context this by hot, by talking hot stove, about hot stove context? Hot... That okay. was weird. I have I didn't watch. Yeah, go ahead. Actually, so it's it so it's pretty clear to me the refs are trying to send a message to the Warriors, and maybe they're right too because the Warriors are being like more juvenile than ever with the refs. Like the Warriors definitely were doing that thing where they don't try that hard. And then they want to just turn it on for five minutes when they need to. Um, and then they get extra annoyed with the refs that they don't get the calls they want in those five minutes that they're trying. Um, that Minnesota game was poorly officiated. In my, I don't know if you agree. Um, but you're going to get at least one of those games a year, if not two. You know, It just happens. I agree with you um, in that it just happens. Right there, I don't think there's anything that the refs have against the Warriors, which almost feels like the Warriors feel that way, and that's a little concerning because watching the Warriors the last couple of seasons in the playoffs, and maybe this happens to all the other teams as well, is they do have a penchant for whining to the refs a lot, and Draymond is the call, obviously Draymond's at the top, but even Steph, you even see Clay do it sometimes. And it's Lonzo Clay's at the bottom of the list, but I think Clay, the refs but get I, annoyed with Clay because of everyone, of all his teammates. And it's just, and, and now that KD's on the team, you know, the more superstars you have, the more whiners you have. Superstars whine the most. That's they're superstars, right? They get to talk the most. And the Warriors have five superstars, 
and you throw in KD, you throw in Cousins, and think about it from a ref perspective, not defending refs, but you've got five dudes yelling at well, four dudes yelling at you all game. That's gonna wear on you, right? Yeah, that's true. And, it's like it's never um, Quinn Cook doesn't yell at refs. Um, <laughs> you know, like Terrence Ferguson on OKC doesn't yell at refs, but Westbrook does, right? Paul George yeah. does. It's it, you're right. It's always the stars who are yell, who are politicking with the refs, and. I think that well the, the the Steph thing was hilarious. The taunting at the refs was hilarious. But, but at I don't the think same was, but at the same time You think it was over the line? Okay. I'm gonna use it anytime anyone annoys me, just to you know, like as a as a meme. So it, I, I appreciate Steph doing that. He's thinking about our ability to annoy people online, uh, which is very important. But um <laughs> it is there's no way around it. If any other player did that, they would get a lot more criticism than like Steph got some criticism for it. But like, could you imagine if I don't know Russell Westbrook, KD did it? Hmm. Um, if LeBron did it? If um, most any other player did it, they they would. Interesting. It'd be it'd be a bigger deal. I, I think I think I could get I think I get behind you on that one, I, and I think that. Maybe that's how a lot of people have always felt about Steph, though, right? Like the shimmying and all the the celebrations. Is Steph does it in a way that's not vicious? Like I guess you could say, it's, but he's smiling and he looks like he's having fun out there. So people, like you say, tend to not criticize you, it as much. If, if that's not your guy, that annoys you so much more than the guy who than the Russell Westbrook. You know, like Russ does it in a very traditional, like I dunk on you yes. and I like yes. scowl, right? Like that's like. Okay, but when the guy's like smiling, like, oh, what did I just do? Did I just hit a 30 footer in your face for the fourth time in a row? Ha ha. Like, that's so yeah. much more annoying. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's just, that's asshole stuff right yeah. there, right? Like, he, he's like, like, he hit that shot in front of the Wolves bench, right? And he turns around and he obviously looks at him. He does his little thing that he always does. And then he turns around and starts pointing at the ref. Um, yeah, this is where you can see, like, Steph said his two favorite players were Steve Nash and Reggie Miller, and he definitely has, like, the Reggie Miller, like, you know, the choke on the bench, you know, choke towards the bench. Like, he's got that little Reggie thing going on. I do think, you know, in terms of worrying about refs, I think Steve Kerr is. I think Steve Kerr has mentioned, and I and, and we talked about we take it way back against the Suns. I think some of the players maybe want Steve Kerr to be a little bit more vocal. I think they said that Draymond was so happy that that Steve Kerr had gotten ejected or had gotten the T or whatever it is in that Suns game. And Steve Kerr is not usually the type to do that. I even see fans that say Steve Kerr should be going in post game and just blasting these refs, right? And just saying, hey, why isn't Steph getting these calls? Blah, but blah, but blah. you know why he doesn't do it. Well, I was going to say what the flip side is, but go ahead. He doesn't do it because he knows they're not trying. He doesn't he, like he will defend them if he thinks they are doing everything they can and they're still getting you know job by the refs, right? But he's not out here. He's not out here. He's not going to take a bullet for them when they do what they did versus Minnesota, which is just completely no show for yeah, score the around. entire third quarter and half of the fourth. And then, like, when they want to try with three minutes left, you know, they get a bad call and they're like, what is that? You know, he's not going to like, he's like, you guys, you guys were up 20. You could have put this game away. <laughs> that is a very Kerr thing. But, you know, I, 
I can see that. I was thinking though, like, I I feel like he doesn't want to be part of that that group that's just coming at the refs all game long. He he I also think he knows, wants to play the middleman. He also knows you can only as a you can only go to that card so much. So it's it's one of those you 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 save that for when you need it. Like the yep. the, the classic examples when he said it after um, game six in 2016 and took the fine um, about Steph getting ejected. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of Warrior fans felt like he should have done that earlier in the series. I, on the flip, I said that. Yeah. yeah. On the flip side, remember when uh, Mark Jackson in 2013, after game one, goes on that like huge rant about these players are trying to hurt Steph. And everyone's oh. like, dude. They played one game, and like, there's like maybe Kenneth Free tried to trip him once, and you're like flipping out. But maybe that worked. Maybe that was a, maybe that was maybe well, that was why they won that series. Maybe well, that was part the, of it. Why well, wasn't it Andre Godala that that had told him to that who the it was or, or whatever it was the <laughs> mole? Um, but no, you're right. That well, that's why the players love Mark Jackson, right? Like he, he Mark Jackson. We can say what we want about Mark Jackson. Um, I, I personally didn't like it. You 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 know. It's probably the same, but they loved him, and he was a players' coach through and through mo- most of the time. You know, yeah. maybe not with Festus, but and that, um, and that's that's the problem. I can I can get behind a players' coach, but once a players' coach gets into starting inner team yeah. fights just to you know to gain power with the best players, that's when it's gone too far. He he was he was all sorts of. Uh, we can probably look back on that during a summer podcast and, and talk about Mark Jackson for thirty minutes. But um, happier times now. But those are he, he was like the opposite way, right? He would go at it. He would go. He would kind of back the players up at all times. And I think Steve Steve Kerr is a little bit more political. I think he's smarter um, than Mark Jackson, a lot smarter, and he kind of knows like what game he should be playing uh, with refs um, and with the NBA because he's not just you can't just. It's kind of like how how Rich Paul, you know, had no leverage but wanted to play that hardball game with Anthony Davis and the Lakers, right? You've got to play the game the right way with these guys. Like there are a lot of teams and a lot of a lot of powerful people. You can't just do whatever the hell you want. This isn't a movie, um, and then expect the results, right? And obviously, you know, the Lakers didn't get Anthony Davis. You know, the results weren't that. And you know, maybe if if Steve Kerr is coming at these refs, you know, on the Timberwolves game and and this game. Uh, maybe it just kind of makes it worse. It throws, you know, gas on the, you know, oil on the fire, whatever it is, right? It makes it worse. Maybe he's playing mediator right now. Um, yeah. I mean, that's Steve Kerr. He's a smart dude, right? He's uh, Steve Steve Kerr, twenty twenty. Um, I know you're a bit, you're a big fan of. Uh, never mind. I'm kidding. I, will, I won't go down there. <laughs> uh, what I was gonna say is, um, well, let's take us a different angle. I do think more than anyone, um, Steph is finally starting to. I don't want to say break, but. Mm. There's a level of annoyance that he doesn't get calls that his peers get. Like Harden's the obvious example, but I feel like every other superstar kind of feels like they don't get the calls Harden does. Like that's a that's a that's a league wide thing. Like you you know yes. other superstars are like yes, come on man, you know. But in Steph's case, he doesn't even get the Damian Lillard level calls. Um. And I think that's where you start seeing it bleeding out. And I will say more than anything, I think it's it's because they don't care about the regular season that they're really willing to to go extra aggressive right now with the refs. And that might not be smart because, you know, they may get they may smart enough in the playoffs, but the refs aren't gonna forget. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. And to go back to the Steph thing, I think um, he's he just plays the game so pretty. And I think um, that the way he plays attributes to that. Um, you look at Russ and you look even look at Dame and these guys are they'll, – they'll make the, – Steph has never played that way, right? And, and I'm talking about kind of Russ just jumping sideways to get a call or Damian Lillard like, you know, purposely putting his hand under someone to do that. Like Steph has never done that. So it almost seems like dishonest when he does it. Right, it almost seems like man, like he's never played like that. He's going out of his way to hunt for these foul calls. You know, when we first started this, watching him, we never saw that type of stuff. And there's the speed at which they do it. Like end of the day, Russell Westbrook exploding through a dude happens so fast that like mm. you get why a ref just bang bang makes a call, right? Um, yeah. And then you see it in slow mo, and you're like, eh. you know. <laughs> but then when when Steph does it, it's I mean he's just nowhere near the athlete, right? It's and he's a, not, he's a bad flopper too. He is like, and 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 that's that's one of those things where it's like I'm happy about that. I, I've always said like I, I never really enjoyed Steph kind of flopping and get those threes because it's like you never had any issues averaging thirty points, right? And it, it, it's obviously great. You should get those fouls, but the other thing is like Kevin Love dislocated his shoulder a few times, kind of jumping in for those threes. Those aren't necessarily um, those aren't necessarily uh, uh, you know safe plays. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I, no, I get it, and and there are times where he drives to the hole and he gets hit and, and those type of things, and he doesn't get foul calls, and he he does seem vis- visibly frustrated. I've always just been the type of guy who's been like, just play how you normally play. Steph has never been the guy to draw fouls. Like let let James Harden play that fraudulent style. Like let him <laughs> let let him do it. Like James Harden's the fun, the personality's great, right? It's, it seems like he's a fun dude, but that style is just almost embarrassing to watch. But let him let him do that, right? It's not Steph. It's not how you play. Play the way you normally play, but uh, I think the, all the Warriors are like that, though. You know, even when the Warriors were getting great, you know, Draymond's never been like that. Clay hasn't. KD hasn't. Clay's not much of KD's not much of a flopper kind of guy, right? He'll drive to the rim and he'll get foul calls because he's so big. But I don't think the Warriors really have guys that. that well, let's let's talk about draw those. Let's calls. talk about KD too because he's he's been getting mauled a little more. I do think there's a level of animus with the refs and them. Um, that the refs are trying to prove a point in general. Um, so I, I, I think, but the reality is I think the Warriors just have to let it go. Mm. I don't think there's any, you just, it's never good to get in an argument with the arbiter of the rules, as they say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's like, what are you, what are you going to do? Like, what are they going to, what, like, my thing is always, what are they going to do? Change the call? Yeah, <laughs> are they gonna? You want them to say my bad? Like, what do you expect to to kind of happen from there? And I think that's probably what Steve Kerr's reiterating. Um, I think we talked about the refs for too long. That was like ten minutes on the refs. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we had to. Um, too much ref talk. Let's let's transition this to Steph paying homage to uh, to the greatest Warrior Center of all time, Andres Biedrins. Oh, bleh. I see you, Steph. Looking good in that jersey, boy. Oh, bleh. Hope to see you soon, brother. Um, I was so when Steph wore the Baron jersey, uh, the story came out that like Steph's gonna honor. He, he's basically planning to wear, you know, different ex Warrior jersey pregame um, to Oracle to kind of like you know show homage to the history and everything, which is a really cool idea. And we all kind of like started guessing. And I threw out the like, oh, he's going to wear a Beedrins as a joke. I wasn't serious. And then lo and behold, he pulls out the Beedrins. 
<laughs> uh, I think this proves that Steph sees a lot of social media. He reads a lot of social media. He understands um, kind of the heartbeat of the Warriors fan. Like he gets what the Warriors. He gets the ironic fan who loves Beatrice. <laughs> and but but it's a real thing, right? Like yeah. not even people on Twitter. I'm not, not even talking people on Twitter. We both obviously have a ton of Warriors fans. We grew up here in the Bay Area. You bring up Andres Beatrice, and people are like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, Andres Beatrice!" Like the guy was solid, double double guy. You know, he had a nice spin move. You know, he <laughs> he had a good career. And then as his like a, and then his career went down the toilet, yeah, well, and it was yeah. just like it's it was just hilarious whoa. the way. It, yeah, are you okay? Are you in traffic? Yeah, whoa, whoa. Are no, you potting just, in the car? Are you driving? No, I'm I'm in my room, but I'm like I live really close to like the streets, so like. It's not great for, for sleeping. Andy's, but, Andy's um, zooming down Van Ness with the construction. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. Let, don't even get me started. I'm sure you can. I, how do you have so many potholes? Just h- how throughout there's every no year reason, there's to... There's no reason the Van Ness construction should take as long as it has. But, you know, it, it is. So Explain, You know, save that for the summer pot. Throw that on top <laughs> of the Bart Jackson pot. 30 minutes on potholes. You got to... It's just ridiculous. But hey, back to um, back to Andre Speedrun, who stole money from the uh, from the NBA, as uh, she told us this morning. <laughs> um, Seventy million in Latvian is uh, is how much? <laughs> A couple of billion conversion yeah, he's rate. Only, he's, he's he's the the Jeff Bezos of Latvia. <laughs> um, believe it, a Steph, right? To to understand, like he's been doing a lot of, and, and I don't think a lot of this has been shown on really any type of coverage outside of like maybe Marcus is him kind of doing all this stuff in Oakland and kind of just showing that, that he wants to respect, you know, what the Warriors are going to be moving away from next year. And he cares about that. And cause he's been here since day one. Right. By the and way, so, I, do, I do think the Beedrins thing was like a, uh, pre, you know, a uh, precursor to San Francisco stuff is like, you know, Beedrins Beedrins was the mayor of Soma <laughs> for a few years there. You have a story for us, Sam? Yeah, it's not coming on here. <laughs> um, but Beedrins was a, a legendary rager. Um, he would have been he would have been a fan favorite for these Warriors. How fun do you think Beedrins would have been on these Warriors? Just to have a hypothetical, he'd have a place in today's NBA, I think. I mean, he, when he before his career went to trash, I mean, he was Correct. an elite. He was an elite rim runner. Rim, rim wow. runner. Sorry. Um, Wow. Good hands, good finishing, right? No free throws, obviously. But I mean, how many points? Clint Capella averages almost twenty a game just oh, on yeah. pick and roll. Like I, I'm not saying Beedrins is anywhere near that good, but he's above average for compared to most centers today. Like he could, I mean, he averaged ten points in like twenty five minutes for Nelly, who just ran a bunch of pick and roll. He would be, <laughs> he would be fine. You think he would be better than Kavon Looney? Not on this team because this team doesn't really, like. He'd be better at finishing than he'd Kevin be better Looney. than Jordan Bell, obviously. But yeah, but Looney plays better to switch defense. I think would be the uh, you know maybe Beedrins can play some switch defense. I don't know. It'd be fun. By the, the video of Beedrins responding to Steph was some of the was just so fobby, and it was just like you know exactly what I mean. It was just I I do think it's hilarious how much Steph and Clay. The Splash Bros love their foreign fobby centers, like they really do. Like Verjao, Bogut, um, 
Zaza, like all, like they're just like, oh, you're gonna set a screen and just let me dribble and like take shots. Like you're my new best friend. That's yeah, like, well, those <laughs> and those are likable guys too. I mean, in terms of maybe not to the media, I don't think Bogut is necessarily, nice, but those are those are likable good guys within the locker room. You know, when you think of Bogut, Zaza, um, um, and I forget you, I forget what you just said. Verjao, uh, yeah, those are good teammates, um, good dudes, and and they let. Stephen Clay do whatever they want, like you just said. Um, I'm funny. Yeah, they enough, just I'm want, one of they're those just guys. Lead, they're lead blockers. They're just they'll yeah. go around and do they'll do all the dirty work for them, and then they'll just like joke with them. I mean, honestly, what else do you want in a friend and a teammate? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what you need. You think you think Steph's gonna come out with a Monte jersey? Oh, I I I don't didn't know. even consider it, but I need it to happen. It, it would you make remember me so when happy. Monte said they couldn't play with Steph though? You think? You think Steph remembers that but, first? But of all. Steph, you think it matters? But do you remember Steph kind of used that as motivation to prove to Monte that you know, and that's kind of who Steph is. Steph doesn't like, Steph doesn't get angry that like LeBron shades him. He uses it as motivation to prove like I'm gonna I'm gonna change his his mind, you know. And that's kind of how he did with with Monte too. Yeah, I mean, I guess Monte was kind of right. Well, technically, they couldn't play together. I mean, neither of them could play defense. It was just that Steph was way better than Monte. Yeah, Monte, <laughs> Monte diagnosed the problem. He just he, His solution wasn't the right solution. <laughs> it was like, well, the solution is that guy, actually, not you. But um, it would be really cool if he threw on a Monte jersey. Like, people, the Warriors fans did love Monte. Like, we, I, I wasn't the biggest Monte fan, but I, I do have to admit, like, he was fun to watch. And he was something, like, the Warriors were always entertaining, right? Like, they weren't, like, you look at the, uh, like, the Orlando Magic. I know they might make the playoffs, but they're not entertaining even though they're trash. Like, what about that team is entertaining, right? Bruce at least the Warriors baby. were entertaining. <laughs> like, even... Uh, even Phoenix, I mean, you've got Devin Booker, who I guess is chasing points, which is honestly pathetic, because um, isn't he too old for that stuff? But um, like, they're not entertaining, right? And, and the way are you and, calling and, Booker the old guy at the club who's trying to like show his <laughs> his younger friends he still has game? <laughs> you think he's he's wearing like a backwards hat? He thinks that's kind of cool. What's that? What's that meme that you always send out? That guy? Oh, um, um, how how you do, fellow kids? Yeah, how you do. <laughs> Um, but I, I think uh, I think Monte is probably on the list. Does he have how many more times? Is how many more home games? I guess three more, four more home games. Who three else? More. He said he'd wear five jerseys. He's worn two so far. So, so three more. So we got. Um, yeah, I kind of thought he was going to go just point guards. I thought he was going to go Baron, Tim Hardaway, Sleepy. Um, you know, Al Adels. You got, you got you got owls in there, and then like I didn't know who the fifth one would be. Didn't think it'd be Beedrins, but well, so he well, so who's he who's he gone so far? BD and Beedrins, he's yeah. gone to those two. Yeah, and then so you um, think, and and Draymond took the J Rich. Took you think they're just going? We believe then. You think they're just going like Al Harrington, Cap Jack, uh, Stat Jack? Maybe that's actually a good guess, um, because that's like all they heard about when they started playing for the Warriors. Yeah, um, so I guess those five. Who who are you missing on that team? Um, you know, do you think they'll put Michael Petrus up there? You think you think he'll walk? <laughs> you think he'll walk in with a Petrus jersey? Maybe with uh, with Petrus stepping out of bounds baseline, trying I to think drive. I think he's gonna get a Sarunas Yaskol. Was it Yaskol? Yes, That was a great free throw shooter. To be fair, O'Donnell, uh, maybe a little O'Donnell. O'Donnell would be great. I think O'Donnell still goes to the games. Um, well, Al Adels does. I think it's Al Adels that still goes to the games. Do you think um, they'll throw up a Rick Barry? Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you probably, know, probably not. You know they they did a Rick they did a Rick Barry court. I was doing a, I was doing a volunteering event at Salesforce, and uh, we did it at this place in the Sunset. And they made a they like revamped a renovated a whole court, and they called it a Rick Barry court, which I thought was kind of weird. Rick Barry of all people, huh? It's a little bit odd. And when I think of the Sunset, I think of Rick Barry. Oh God. You're uh. thinking. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, okay. Let's make our before we get out of here. Take your guess at the next three jerseys Steph's gonna wear. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Cap. I'm gonna go with uh, Stack Jack. Okay. I'm gonna go with uh, Al Harrington. Okay. Cambridge is taken, so uh, I think he's going. To... Okay. Help me out here. Yeah, help me no, out. I, I, you gotta pick yours, and then I'll pick mine. I was gonna. I was just gonna go with Petrus because that came to mind. Okay, I think remember he missed those free throws against the. Anyway, go ahead against the Jazz. I think but. he's gonna. I think he's gonna throw up a Monte. I think he's gonna do it. He might even save it for last. Um, God, that would be that would be spectacular. I need him in the Monte. Actually, what I need is Steph to wear the Monte to the last home game, <laughs> and them to play that home game in the Thunderbolt jerseys. Oh, um, that would be great. They have. They certainly haven't advertised it. I'm not expecting them to. But that would be something I could see the players trying to force. Like, let's surprise everyone by bringing out the, you know, we suck era jerseys. I might tear up a little bit if that happens. I would I'm, be very I'm, happy. Are you going to that one? Is that is that going to be the last home game for you in the regular season? Uh, no, I won't be there. Well, maybe I, I will. Thinking, I, mean, I, mean, I actually made a decision. Maybe they could bring the mascot back. You know, maybe they could bring Thunder back. Isn't he in China somewhere? Yeah. Like that would be that would be great to bring him back. So you're thinking you're thinking he's running Monte out at, as the last one. You think any other names that we're missing that he, that he could? Uh, I mean, uh, it's if it's TMC. You you brought I brought up, yeah. I think but. like Tim Hardaway was a possibility. Chris Mullen, um, Mitch Richmond. Um, I don't know if they're going to go back farther. Like I thought he'd wear a sleepy jersey. Um, Al Adels is kind of like Mister Warriors. Yeah, that's really old school. Like Jacob Greenberg really appreciate that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess we have to see. This is kind of like this is now the most exciting thing. Um, well, I think you know. To summarize, I, I think this, and and I, I think that um, for Warriors fans, uh, the last Oracle season um, is this season, and I, I am I am happy that Steph is kind of bringing some type of recognition to that. And on top of that, now that they're turning up, uh, turning it up, they can kind of close it out with a bang here in the regular season and hopefully close it out with a championship. Right. I think that's kind of all you want to yeah. close out the season. And, and I'm kind of glad that it's, it's looking that way now. Cause you know, those last couple weeks, the last couple months were a drag, man. So it's good to see the warriors uh, kind of get back into it. So this should be fun uh, to see them yeah. to kick it into gear. I mean, this, most people think Katie is leaving. Um, so it is kind of a last hurrah type of thing. Uh, I'm just trying to enjoy the whole thing. Trying to kind of take it in because if they do break up, they'll still be good. They'll, you know, they'll they'll be a next chapter and that's cool. But like, it would be the end of the most talented team of all time. You kind of have to appreciate that, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of perfect way to to enjoy uh, what's been a hell of a run. And and you know, KD's sometimes sad, sometimes happy. He's happy now. Just a normal guy like you and me. Maybe the. Ex- Extensions back on the table, you know, just a normal guy. So. Oh, the, the extension's always on the table. 
<laughs> it's a question of if he wants to go sit at the table. Um, but but I don't uh, think I don't think I don't think uh, Joey Lightyear is is, is going to you know pull the extension. <laughs> Joey Lightyear is he, he's gonna he's gonna drag him in that room. He's gonna he's gonna handcuff him to the desk, and uh, Katie is gonna have to figure out how he's gonna have to say no to him because uh, that'll be fun. Anyway. We're, let's get out of here. I think we're about yeah, done. For those that got this long, what are we, World Warriors World Radio? We're on this, uh, what are we on, this Saturday, Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Yeah, and if, you have not, if you're not um, busy on Saturday, go support the Warriors World Tournament. It's a good time. Mm. Um, I've, I've been last couple of years. It's fun basketball to watch. Always a good crowd. Um, you, you know, we got to watch the number one Warriors fan, Coach Maples. <laughs> D it up. He he gets into the he does, you know, like the Kobe fan he is, he'll he'll uh he'll, he'll start he'll start scowling and underbite while he defends. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so you went last year too, right? I I never yeah. been. She'd always asks us to play, but listen, man, I play Asian League only. I don't play anything other than that. Um so but uh, <laughs> Andy only plays with people who got um above seven hundred on their, their math on that SAT. <laughs> oh man. Which is funny because i did better and better in the in the writing and the essay than, than i did in math which is i don't even i don't know how that makes sense but um no but that's good so catch warriors world tournament saturday um catch, us, time. On, catch us on 95 7 the game saturday there night uh seven to nine and we should be doing that for most of the playoffs that's right that's right they're gonna keep us on throughout what to june hopefully so um so good t- good stuff i mean as All long right. as we don't commit fcc violations yet. All right, brother. All right.